Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Coming to you from the greater Montreal area, this is the Not Having It Podcast, where we talk any and all things related to the Montreal Canadiens. I'm your host, Joshua DeLorme. Welcome into an all-new episode of the Not Happening Podcast for Friday, September the 13th. Hopefully nothing bad happens to you all today. Uh, you know what they say about Friday the 13th. I, I mean, I don't think it could ever be bad on Friday the 13th that involves the return of hockey, the return of the Montreal Canadiens, the return of the Bleu Blanc et Rouge on the ice. Hockey is back, folks. We are rolling into the coming two the middle of September, which means everyone's back for hockey. Training camp is just getting started. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. It's amazing. We've we've had hockey. We've we've gone without hockey in Montreal since since. God, I don't even know if I can remember that far back. Since April, it has been. Hold on, April, May, June, July, August, five and a half months. Since we have seen a Montreal Canadian sweater on an ice surface being worn by an actual member of the Montreal Canadiens. Hockey's back. It's back. It's fantastic. I'm excited. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. God, I love hockey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One of the things I'm going to try to do this season is not yell so much into the microphone, but 
I don't know if I can promise you that. Uh, so make, so, uh, so uh, make sure you keep that volume button handy because, well, you never know. I get excited. Hockey, it's my passion. It's exciting. And this is me without actually talking about a, a hockey game. I was talking to my good friend the other day and we were talking about football and stuff like that and talking about how enthusiastic <laughs> enthusiasm is the, the, the term I'm going to go with. So I, how enthusiastic I am during, during sporting events, during either hockey or football or whatever I'm, I'm watching, passionate about. Um, my, I, I make sure that my friends have never actually seen me actually watch a, a, a meaningful hockey game um, or, or anything like that because, well, I don't think I would have had very many friends after that. I, I'm kind of a nut job. I'm, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm nuts. Um, those of you that have read me in the past on a winninghabit.com, that is winninghabit.com, you guys should definitely check that out uh, for your um, f- a winning habit should be your go-to for any and all things related to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, fantastic pieces that the guys um, over at winninghabit.com put up for you on a daily basis. So I really do encourage you to uh, go out and check that out if you don't. And if you do, make sure you check it more often. So, you know, go on, open your browser right now. Go to your computer, your laptop, your phone, whatever, your tablet. Open your web browser. Go to winninghabit.com. Save that to your, uh, to your favorites. So you can have easy access to it on a daily basis because trust me, you want to see that the con- you want to read the content these people put out. Trust me, I would know. Where was I going with this? Um, oh yeah, if anybody's read me on winninghabit.com in the past, I no longer write on a winning habit. But when I used to, I'm going to self describe myself here as the the enthusiastic, the most opinionated, uh, the most boastful, the most loud, let's go with loud in general, uh, or contributor on, on the website. Um, and, and that very much so translates into uh, my podcast. For those of you that have listened to me in the past last season, as you know, you really need that volume button handy. So can you only imagine what I'm like when I watch a hockey game, actually watch a hockey game? Yeah, no, do yourselves a favor and, and don't don't imagine that. So, uh, first episode back. It's been a while since uh, since uh, we've done one of these, since I've done one of these. So uh, it's gonna be a short show, just to kind of get the the wheels turning again and get the get everything going. Uh, mainly because realistically, nothing has really happened um, yet. As of yet, as of when this podcast is being recorded, I have not seen any line combinations at training camp. Uh, I've not seen any. We haven't been had uh, any injuries to talk about or anything like that. So just going to go with a brief overview of, of what training camp's going to look like, I think. Um, same coaching st- staff coming back, no no changes there. Relatively the same team coming back, a few little uh, additions or changes here or there, which we've talked about on this show previously in, in previous episodes. Um, so I'm not going to rehash my feelings about that or about the moves that have been made or the lack of moves that that uh, Mark Bergeron has once again failed to do his job on, but it's 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 we're not going to get into that because it's positive. It's a positive day right now. Training camp is here, hockey's back, and so we're not going to dwell on the negative that is the general manager. Um, so like I said, relatively short show just to kind of get myself going back into this. Um, we're going to get back to uh, pretty much a weekly basis. Uh, you could probably expect a show every Friday, like last year. Um, dropping every Friday at some point during the day. 
and uh, and yeah, so it's really uh, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to to have uh, the show back again this for this season. Uh, as has been the case in the past, I will try to bring in um, some of my buddies and, and and some some more people to to talk with me uh, about the Canadians on this podcast. So you're not constantly just listening to me talk. Um, although I don't know why you wouldn't want that or wouldn't like that because it's amazing. I'm fantastic. Um, that's a joke. I'm kidding. Not really. Um, so yeah, so training camp, um, before I get started on that though, I will want to say, like I always do say, um, I'm very opinionated. I'm very loud, boastful and all that. So if I say anything that you disagree with, I highly encourage you to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Twitter. Twitter handle is at Joshua Delorme 95. That is at, you know, the little at sign there on, on Twitter, Joshua Delorme 95. Um, and I always post the, post the, my user, my, my Twitter handle in, in the description to the podcast. So reach out to me so you can, my DMS are open, send me a DM or send me a direct or tweet at me. Tell me what you don't like about what I said. Disagree with me all by all means, please, please disagree with me. That's what I love about talking sports. That's what I love about doing this show is, is putting forward, um, opinions and, and different points of views and stuff like that. So if you disagree with what I have to say, Please, I encourage you to uh, tweet at me. Let me know on Twitter how you feel. And on the flip side of that, if you greatly agree with what I have to say, which really wouldn't be all that shocking, you're more than welcome to reach out to me and tell me, hey, Josh, love the show, Um, great stuff, whatever you want to say. Just please, I love uh, getting some feedback from you guys so so you can do that, absolutely. Um, Also on that... If you have anything that you want me to talk about on the show, if you have any questions that you'd get, you'd like to get my opinion on, or um, if you just want to give your opinion onto something that's happened in the world of the Montreal Canadiens, once again, reach out to me on Twitter. It's probably easier if you do that. Uh, just send me a DM on Twitter. Um, those are open as well, and so so you can and I will make sure to get that onto the show in the next during the next recording. So. Now that all that's out of the way, God, I'm already eight and a half minutes into this. Uh, now that that's out of the way, let's, as training camp begins today, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the different battles for spots that we might see upcoming in training camp. Um, I mean, realistically, the way I see it is is you have probably one spot on defense and um, one or two spots on at forward um one of those being in the top six i would think um especially since that andrew shaw trade and he really hasn't been replaced so i wanted to talk a little bit about where i see those two uh those two positions and those two or three spots going um i want to start on the uh defensive side of the puck that's a very uh, football expression defensive side of the ball but anyway um, when it comes to the defense, the way I look at it, uh, what's pro- most probably going to happen again at the start of training camp or and throughout much of the season, uh, Victor Mete lined up with Shea Weber. Jeff Petrie comes back on the number two slot on the right-hand side and a uh, new acquisition signing, um, Ben Sherratt, will probably be that number uh, two guy on the left side, which, um, which then would allow Brett Kulak to slide down to the third pair. And and where I see the opening on the defense is that right-handed shot defenseman on the third pair. Um, and so I look at players like uh, Christian Folin, who who you know filled in that role down the stretch last year. It wasn't anything fantastic. I mean, really, 
ideally I don't even think he should be on opening night rosters unless he comes out of training camp and for some reason it's no longer Christian Folan. Um, but uh, ideally Christian Folan in my mind is that good six, uh, seven or eight defensemen that can fill in when you need him to. Um, so that's one option I think that the Canadians have. Another one is is, is Noah Juleson. Uh Juleson, who was there, who's, who played that position for much of the last season before he got hurt um, with that pretty nasty eye injury. Uh, so you never really know how that injury is going to affect him, how, how his recovery is really going, um, and how, what he's going to look like when he's on the ice until you actually see him do it night in and night out. So Noah Juleson is a possibility there, mainly because he was there last year. He's done it. We know he can do it. We just need to know if that eye injury uh, and subsequent rehab and and recovery from that eye injury is going to be something that is going to negatively affect him in that that role and and not allow him to, to perform properly in that role. Then we have two little two young guys to me that I think stand out. Um, and again, I think I saw a piece about uh, training camp battles on a winning habit.com. I didn't have a chance to read it yet or anything, but uh, like I said, I encourage you to go out and read it because they do a great job over there. Um, I think the other two, I, 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 I think the organization is really high on this um, Cal Flurry kid um, who by all accounts had a really solid rookie tournament um, last weekend. Uh, impressed the brass and, and all that, and he had a really good rookie year in, in Laval last year um, on a on a pretty bad team if you if you really factor all that stuff in. Um, so so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think he has a he has a legitimate shot at it. I I don't know if it's a long shot or anything like that, but I think he has a shot at it if he comes into training camp and really really shows that he can be someone that the team can rely on defensively. Um, and uh, and and be able to be solid and and in his own zone with his play away from the puck, then I think I think he has a has a legitimate shot at doing it uh, of, of of getting that that spot. And then the last guy I have in mind is um, probably the top defenseman um, prospect, young young player in the organization, not named um, Romanov, would be um, this Josh Brook kid. Um, and any time you have a person with the name Josh or Joshua, you know they're a special kind of person. Um, and so by all accounts, Josh Brook has really, really good uh, potential, um, is the type of kid that has, has a, a really high ceiling if, if everything continues to uh, to progress to the point that it looks like it's going. So I think if I would have to rank it, I would think that uh, Juleson would be number one, with um, with Folan being number two, and I think ideally they'd like to have the two kids in Fleury and, and Brooke uh, playing in Laval, unless one of those two comes in and really, really um, knocks the socks off of, of the coaching staff and the management staff. And I would have to think it would have to be at the same time as Noah Juleson struggling uh, in that spot. I think that's the only way that this spot does not go to Noah Juleson. I think, realistically, this is Juleson's spot to lose. Um, and then if it if it if it does not go well for him during training camp, then I think they would ideally want to slide in Christian Folan in there, unless, like I said, one of those two young players in Brook and Flurry are able to uh, to grab the bull by the horns, as they say, and and take that spot and run away with it. Um, and so yeah, and, and then I look at I look at um, 
uh, I think in my mind when I when I look at the forward position, I don't I I think there's two two spots there maybe. I think I think you're looking at um, fourth line center. I think that'll be uh, depending on what they do there. Um, and then uh, I think there's a role in the top six. I think there's an open role in the top six, and then that's that's where. Um, a lot of the conversations can come from because it really truly depends on what the organization wants to do, what the coaching staff wants to do. Um, because there's two young players in in uh, Ryan Paling and Nick Suzuki that look like they are ready to be full time NHL players. the The only thing here, and my only problem with those two, because I either one or both of those two making the opening night roster is I do not have faith in Claude Julien and the coaching staff um, in, in the fact that I don't have faith in them running and putting these, t- these kids, one or both of these kids, in positions for them to succeed. Because I don't want to see Ryan Paling being a fourth-line center who is going to be playing eight to ten minutes a night um, that's not anything that is going to help him in his development track. I think if Ryan Paling is your fourth line center, you might as well just send him to the Laval where he can be number one center, play in all situations, and you have whoever else the hell you want play at fourth line center. I mean, we, we I, I love it when people in this city just, just clamor over who's going to be the fourth line center. Oh my God, we can't have a winning team without a good fourth line center. Hi, sorry. You might just want to lower your volume for... Th- Five seconds. It's a fourth line center for God's sake. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go back and and put a little thing in there um, to uh, to warn you to uh, lower the volume for the next couple seconds. Um, and when I do my edits, so you guys are able to uh, not burst your eardrums. Um, and so I think that's that's I get that's that's my biggest problem is is. If we have young players, and I'm, I'm, this is what excites me the most about training camp is you never really know. I mean, this is just me talking, and and you don't know what could happen, and really, what is it going? Was the team going to look like, and all that? But if I go back and historically look at what this team does with young players, especially at the center position, it is not pretty. It is terrifying. It is scary. It is just utter disgusting um because if you're gonna be if you're gonna need a fourth line center i mean you have choices i mean you really i look at nate thompson maybe he came in last year coaching staff loved him uh they brought in nick cousins this summer i think he has a good shot at it there's jordan wheel for some reason jordan wheel is 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 a team that is a guy that the team loves so much and and i don't have a problem with jordan wheel um i have a problem with jordan wheel playing top six minutes and first power play minutes um, but if he's going to be slotted properly and on the fourth line, I have no issues with that at all. Um, and so that's where I see it. I don't see um, the coaching staff going with um, um, someone not named Paling Cousins, uh, Wheel, or uh, Thompson as at the, as that fourth line center. Um, and I. I I mean, I get it. I get why they say that, and I get why they're why they're probably looking at all that. Um, but I really have a hard time with that. 
Um, and I'll get more into details at the end of the show. I mean, when I'm done talking about this, I'll take a quick little break and then I'll come back and give you what my, as it stands right now, what my opening night roster would look like. Um, so that'll be a little, and, and I'd say another five or 10 minutes. Um, and, and so, yeah, so, I mean, fourth line center is, is, is one position that's open. And, uh, like I said, it probably comes down to the Thompson wheel, uh, cousins or, or paling, and and really, Paling should not be in consideration for fourth line center because he can't be playing ten minutes a night, um, in on this team. the The final spot I see open, uh, really, the last kind of role would be a, a role in the top six. Because uh, Andrew Shaw's la- um, former role on this team, and and nothing has really been done to address that hole since Andrew Shaw was traded and, and not been replaced um, on this team. So that's where I think I can see either. Um, a young kid playing and and or i i think what'll end up happening is is you just look at uh at um probably a guy like paul byron or or Joel armia to go in there uh we know how much the coaching staff loves paul byron um and we saw what armia could do last year um because ideally i think you're looking at a top six winger spot um and I don't want to see Kotkaniemi on the wing because he's a centerman. And dear God, when you draft centermen, please play them at center. Um, now, it'll rest to be seen because um, the the team has already come out and said that they are going to be trying out Nick Suzuki at right wing a lot during training camp. So he has, I guess, a shot at that uh, top six role. But... Uh, I don't necessarily see it like that either. So I think it'll probably come down to uh, to someone like um, like Paul Byron or, or Armia or some kind of like some kind of player like that, which isn't which is disappointing because they're both third line players. Um, and uh, for some reason, that's something we do a lot on this team in this in this city is 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 put third line centers in top six roles and expect this team to be competitive and then at the end of the year we're standing there scratching our heads wondering why we once again once again missed the playoffs um but anyway we're not going to get too negative on the first show of the not having a podcast season two or i guess season 1.5 whatever we want to call it um so yeah so i think those are the th- i think those are realistically the only three spots that that you could look at saying, okay, there's probably a little competition in, in, in that area and that one and that one to say, okay, this is what training camp is. And and you always want to have competition in training camp. You don't want players to come in and say, okay, I'm going to be the number two center and it's guaranteed this and it's guaranteed that and all that. So, because then you get complacent and your team gets complacent. You don't want that. Um, but realistically and, and contractually, um, based on, on the players that are already on the roster, you, you can assume where a lot of these players are going to slot in. So I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be back. Um, and then I'm going to give you what I would do with, if I was the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, what my opening roster would look like. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. A friendly reminder here that this podcast is associated with fan-sided awinninghabit.com. Awinninghabit.com is where you can find all of your Habs-related content by people that are just like you, fans of the team. So don't forget to go out and check out awinninghabit.com for all of our latest posts, editorials, and analysis of the Montreal Canadiens. All right, back to the podcast. All right, so... What would my um, my opening night roster of the Montreal Canadiens look like? It's quite simple. Um, I think 
with with the players that are on this team, I think this roster would be competitive night in, night out. Um, I think it is a roster and a lineup that probably has a good shot of making the playoffs. Um, if not, probably realistically. I mean, realistically, what this team is and what this team is going to be this season, unless we see a drastic uh, trade to improve the roster, this team is going to be a bubble team um, that it's going to come down to the probably the wire like it did last year. Um, either either going to be in the playoffs by a couple points or they're going to be out of the playoffs by a couple points. If um, if things go the way they is, and there's always surprises during the National Hockey League season, and you never really know, but right now, as of right now, I'm going to sit here and tell you that this team is going to battle for a playoff spot down the stretch uh, like they did last year. So, my first line um, would see Domi move away from center, move to left wing. I have Domi at left wing uh, with uh, Kanyemi in the middle and Jonathan Drouet on the, on, on the right. Or Drouet on the left and Domi on the right. I don't really give a shit. Um, I don't really care. Uh, I I think Kotkaniemi is is going to be ready to to take that prime top six role. He he's he's got number one centerman written all over him. Uh, this team just needs to give him the opportunity to do that. We already know that Domi and Drouet have had chemistry in the past. They they worked well at the beginning of the season last year. Um, and, and I, I would be, that would look like a very exciting line to me where Domi is your, is, is the energy and the driver and, and Drew is, is probably your scorer and Kotkaniemi does a little of everything. Second line is Thomas Tatar with Philip Dano and Brendan Gallagher. That's a line that we saw them use a lot last year. It's a line that was very successful for the Montreal Canadiens last season. Uh, it's a line that has a lot of chemistry and so I wouldn't really touch it right now because you know it works uh and so you want to stick with what you know works eventually ideally dano would become your third line centerman because well he's ideally a third line centerman uh but we don't have anyone willing to or able and ready to take that spot as of yet line number three would have paul byron on left wing with ryan paling on uh, in the middle with nick suzuki on the right yes that's right i have both youngsters making opening night roster and i have both youngsters on the same line with a very capable vet and leader in Paul Byron. I think that line has a lot of speed, has a lot of skill, and has a lot of grit to it. Um, I think Suzuki is that skill player that, that Montreal is going to fall in love with. Paling, I mean, we know what Paling can do. He's that big body in the middle, uh, not afraid to go in the corners, that work that workhorse, not afraid to, to really battle for pucks. And Paul Byron is, is your Swiss Army knife. Um, he can do anything and everything, and so I think that line could be could be pretty interesting. Uh, the fourth line is is um, Jordan Wheel in the middle with Armia and Lekkinen on the right on the on the wings. Um, I think Jordan Wheel is a player that the coaching staff likes, that the coaching staff can feel they can rely on. So he's definitely going to be on the roster, and then Lekkinen and Armia are there as well. Uh, and and so yeah, so those are my forward group. Uh, the defense is pretty straightforward, actually very straightforward. Mete with Weber, Sherratt with Petrie, Kulak, and I would look at, I, ideally right now I'm putting Juleson uh, on that third pairing with uh, Christian Follin and Mike Riley being my extra Ds. Uh, depending on if I keep one or two, uh, doesn't really matter which one. I think uh, they're both interchangeable. And then while well, your goaltenders are Carey Price and Keith Kincaid. Um, and so, I mean, that's ideal. That was what my opening night roster would look like. Uh, I'm not afraid to sit here and tell you that the opening night roster that the Montreal Canadiens are going to have is probably going to look different than that. 
um, mainly because I like to consider myself uh, a different kind of, of thinker when it comes to the game, when it comes to the sport of hockey than, than Claude Julien has been and, and, and looks like he is. Uh, so we don't necessarily see eye to eye on that stuff. But, um, but yeah, that's the way I would kind of line up my, my, my team if I, was, uh, if I had a say and, and if, if I was to sit in a coffee shop and have a conversation with Claude Julien and for some reason he were to ask me what I would do, this is what I would say to him. Um, and, and so, yeah, so it's a cool little exercise. I mean, every fan does this. Everybody goes and sits there and thinks about who would sit well with who and who would play well with who and, and who slots in next to who and, and, and all that stuff. So, uh, again, feel free to, uh, actually this, this would be kind of cool. Um, think about who, what your opening night roster would look like, uh, and send it to me, tweet it at me, uh, DM it to me or just tweet it at me. Um, and, uh, and it'll be interesting to, to kind of see what, what the different people out there think, um, what different fans, um, think the roster might look like, should look like either a, either way, you can either predict what it's going to look like, or you can tell me what you would want it to look like, or what it would look like if you were in charge. Uh, so I'd, I'd be really interested to see what you guys think. So, uh, send those to me on Twitter at Joshua Delorme 95, uh, either DM them to me or, or uh, just tweet them at me directly and uh, and I'll take a look at that. And then who knows? I might even talk about it on the show next week. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of, of unknowns when it comes to training camp. Every year it's like this. Every year you say, well, we'll see what happens. And there's always a battle and there's always, usually there's always an injury or two during training camp. So this is, again, you never know what might happen. Um, but uh, if everyone stays healthy, It'll it'll be sure to be a good camp, uh, an interesting camp, and um, and well, I'm just excited. Hockey's back, really. I'm just excited for puck drop in two weeks from now, probably something like that. Just under two weeks, I think. Uh, preseason games come next week, uh, so it's uh, I'm ready to get going here. I'm ready for hockey to start. I'm ready to start yelling at my TV again because the ref either called something that shouldn't have been called or missed a call like usual because they're just blind donkeys most of the time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, I told you at the beginning, this was going to be a short show, um, because honestly, I don't really know what else to talk about, uh, because nothing's actually happened. It'd be great if we could see Mark Bergevin do something to try to improve this roster, bring in an established top four defenseman. Uh, we know he was, he was, he made an aggressive pitch to, uh, to Jake Gardner, actually offered Jake Gardner more money than he ended up taking in Carolina, but, uh. I read somewhere that, uh, and this has happened before. I mean, we saw Josh Georges do the same thing um, refute, when Josh Georges refused to trade to Toronto because he didn't want to go play for Toronto, a team that he had played against for so long and actually grew to hate. Um, I don't. I think it was a bit of a, the same situation for Jake Gardner. I don't think he was uh, was uh, ready to do that. But so, I mean, best of luck in Carolina. I don't really know what Carolina is doing. They've got they're loading up on D over there. Um, but then again, reports are out that they're, they're trying to trade, uh, Justin Falk. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but, uh, at least I can say, which is a positive for the Montreal Canadians. Everybody's in camp. Everybody's under contract. Everybody's signed. Uh, it's not like the case. It's not the case in, in many teams. Uh, I just look at the shit show that is Toronto, um, and, and, and the Mitchell Marner situation and how that's still not as of this recording is not still yet resolved. And, and it doesn't look like it's, it's, moving along anywhere and then you look at you have Kachuk in Calgary you have um Lion A and um and uh, Connor in Winnipeg they just signed Josh Morrissey yesterday I think uh to an eight-year contract extension 
Uh, you look at uh, Miko Rantanen in Colorado. You have uh, Charlie McAvoy in Boston, Provorov in Philadelphia. Uh, Wierenski when Columbus was signed not too long ago. Uh, you got Braden Point in in Tampa Bay. There's there's a lot of of high talent. Uh, still, uh, Brock Besser still hasn't signed um, in Vancouver. So there's there's a lot of talent out there. And and I think um, I would not. I'll put it this way. I would not be shocked if one of those guys uh, is signed in the next two weeks and is on a roster, but not on their original team. I would, I would not be surprised by that at all. I think there's, there's. I mean, we saw with the Sebastian Ajo offer sheet at the beginning of the season, for, uh, beginning of the summer with Montreal Canadiens. Um, I think general managers are starting to think about, hey, okay, I got to start making my team better here, and this is one way to do it. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see either one of those players get traded, or next week, or in the next weeks, I could, I would not be surprised to see a, a, a hostile offer sheet sent towards a team to try to, to, to steal a player out of, out of there. So, um, so yeah. I think that's the show. That's it. That's it. Short show today for this week. Uh, just excited to be back. Excited to have hockey back. Um, excited for, for uh, the, the the Montreal Canadiens to uh, to take to the ice. Uh, we've got the uh, the um, the red versus white. I think game uh, this weekend. I think it's Sunday or Saturday. I never remember the day it is exactly, but I know it's this weekend. So that'll be pretty exciting to see what the team looks like on the ice and then. And, and, and so, yeah, that's it. That's it for today. That's it for this week. Um, make sure to, uh, to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to tell your friends about this fantastic podcast you found, uh, you, that you listen to on a weekly basis. Uh, and uh, please go out and, and wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever fine podcasts are found, um, just uh, leave us a review. You can uh, rate us and then give us a review and let me know what you think. Again, by just tweeting at me, at JoshuaDelorme95. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me where you agree with me. Tell me where you don't agree with me. Um, and I will be more than happy to actually debate with you on Twitter if you want uh, and if our opinions are different. So I wish all of you a great weekend uh, filled with, with wonderful awesomeness and whatever you choose to do this weekend. And uh, I'll be back next week. Hopefully I have somebody sitting next to me or in front of me with a different microphone uh, and we can have a, a conversation with somebody else and we'll see. Um, I'm going to work on that. That is something I'm going to work on a lot. I'm going to try to have someone in with me on a regular basis. Uh, try to see if I can't I can't get one of my friends to come in. And it's always nice to, to not just talk to myself for half an hour or, or 45 minutes. Granted, I could definitely do it. Um, but uh, for you guys, give your give you guys another voice to listen to as well. So I'll be back next week. Uh, you'll have the other episode drop next Friday probably. Every Fridays is what I'm going to aim for. Um, now I'm just rambling on for the sake of rambling on. So I'm going to end my misery and your misery right now by saying goodbye and we'll talk to you next week.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 